Welcome everyone to another episode of my podcast and as my regular listeners will always know I'm always delighted to have uh, my guests on uh, today and today of course is no different and I have the uh, wonderful uh, Cassandra Golston on and Cassandra is the uh, CEO of um, Department Tap. It's pretty much all uh, your LinkedIn profile gives me Cassandra other than you talk about Alliance's ecosystem which is good channel sales and uh, partnerships and we're based in the greatest Seattle area in uh, the United States of America. I don't know why I went down that route with the United States of America. Um, forgive me, my brain is already going off on, uh, on um, tangents. So, uh, Cassandra, welcome to the show. Such a grand entry. Thank you for that introduction. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> it's been a long day already and my brain is slowly going to mush. So my, my regular listeners are very re- used to my tangents and my, uh, my uh, rabbit holes. So, um, before we get into it, I have seen, so come to context the audience, I've seen more and more conversations around B2B sales needs to be thinking about selling it um, into an ecosystem. Uh, mutual Networks, Judy, thank you, connected me with uh, Cassandra, and uh, Cassandra lives and breathes this, hence she is a uh, guest today. So, Cassandra, who, what, why, when, where... Why, when? I think I've already said that. And then let's, let's see. I'll just shut up and let's see where this takes us. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm happy to tell you the founding story of PartnerTap. Um, I actually started my career in software sales. Mm-hmm. So was selling for over a decade, definitely went through the revolution of social selling, LinkedIn, sales navigator, Um and you know one of the one of the things that i was always really really good at was working with partners and i worked with companies um that were cloud based um what you would call isvs i worked inside of concur i worked inside of adp and these organizations went to market with thousands of partners and as a salesperson, you know, you have a particular territory that you're focused on and you're doing all the things, right? You're, you're doing your LinkedIn, you're, you're trying to get into net new accounts. Um, and I had always found that the best way to get into net new accounts or to expand existing accounts was to work with this broader ecosystem of partners. And when you have thousands of partners that you can go to market with, it's really hard to figure out who is the seller that exactly aligns my territory. And answering that question required going to a channel leader that maybe managed five partners, and then you'd have to go to another channel leader in your organization that managed maybe 10 partners, and it goes on and on. And then those channel leaders would introduce you to the right rep in the in your territory. And so you'd go out and you'd meet these reps and um, you'd have great conversations and you'd say, okay, we really like each other. We really click. Now let's figure out what accounts we can work on. And oftentimes I would go to these meetings and it would turn out we had no accounts in common. So great relationship, but no alignment. And I, you know, being a mom of two, two young, two young boys, I was like, this is crazy. I'm going to these happy hours and going to these lunch events. Um, Sometimes I'm, I'm connecting with people and we find overlap. And sometimes I'm not, this is such a waste of time. I really just want to understand 
who of these thousand partner companies overlay my territory? What accounts do we share? Who are their customers? Who are my customers? Who, where, where do we have them in common um, before I go out on these meetings? So I thought, you know, of course, some uh, technology like this exists. I looked on the Salesforce app exchange and there wasn't anything. And I thought that's odd. Everybody, everybody is account mapping. Everybody's doing this. And I started studying the market and realized there was a major white space. Um, And that's when I decided, hey, there needs to be a technology here. Um, And fast forward five years later, you know, we have a technology that connects large organizations, connects field sellers, so they can collaborate around shared accounts, share pipeline, and also connects channel teams um, at the top of organizations to really determine what sellers should we put together, what marketing campaigns should we drive. Um, and, you know, we're hearing in some of the largest companies in the world, PartnerTap has become one of the key solutions um, to drive their go-to-market strategy going into 2023. So super exciting to, you know, start as uh, you know, just a field seller mm-hmm. um, and having the idea and, and then going out and building a team and, and executing that idea. Awesome. You've walked <laughs> the walk in terms of uh, <laughs> actually being there where all the, all, all the sales teams have been, which I think always, not I think, I know always um, helps when you have leaders that can say, I've been there, I've done it, I get it. I've, li- I've, I've lived through, the, um, uh, through the, the pain. And you kind of already touched on a question I was going to ask around if I reflect on my days days back in my recruitment days back in my recruitment days on my recruitment days 20 years ago when I was recruiting salespeople into the into sales um sales roles and you did kind of one of three roles I'd ask are you new business are you account account management or are you um channel and channel was always kind of deemed as the oh if you're in channel you can't really sell because it's just relationship and you're getting someone else to um to, to do that for you so is, and you mentioned, it was interesting, you, you kind of separated channel out from, from the ecosystem. So is this just an evolution of what channel sales was 20 years ago, or are we in a different, a different space? We're definitely in a different space. I mean, if you um, follow Jay McBain, who's a huge, mm-hmm. um, he's an analyst, he's a huge channel influencer. Um, he calls this the decade of the ecosystem. Okay. And the reason why we're seeing such a big shift now is companies are really changing. You know, we have this thing called the cloud. And so now we have all these companies that are born in the cloud and all of these traditional channel companies that, you know, would just sell a hardware product, a one-time purchase through their channel now is changing the way that they price these. And so just like in, you know, SaaS, where we're selling software as a service, Mm -hmm. now these hardware products are sold um, through consumption models. And so the way that that companies are now having to go to market is not just in I'm going to be you know the direct side the direct seller I'm going to sell this or I'm going to be the channel side and I'm going to do a one time sale 
Now you need multiple partners to come together to make sure that this customer is, you know, driving usage and adoption of the product. Um, otherwise, you you're losing that mm-hmm. customer. So we're we're seeing just a huge shift in in the way that companies are selling their solutions. Um, and and so now you you need the channel and the direct side actually in, in a lot of companies are starting to work together um, to go solve these problems for the customers. Um, so it's a, it's a super interesting time. Um, and, you know, I worked inside of an organization years ago that was extremely partner friendly mm-hmm. and, you know, I just thought that was the way it was. Companies were co-selling. And when I, you know, launched PartnerTap, I remember having um, somebody that was a mentor to me said, you know, co-selling is something that we're just doing inside of Concur. It's not in the broader um, realm of companies, right? Um, But now you look you know, Microsoft, they've been co-selling for seven years mm-hmm. and, and everybody's following suit. Yeah. Um, you see a company like HPE, they started a co-sell program um, this last fiscal. So um, we're starting to see hardware and software companies having to work through their ecosystem. And I think it really dovetails into, you know, this idea of how do we get more influence and more, um, eyes on what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So when, you know, we're talking about social selling, you know, you can be doing social selling, your partner can be doing social selling on your behalf. And just think about how much that compounds. So it's really interesting, everybody that's in partnerships and channel, I mean, it's just, we grew up now, um, social selling, and we're now doing that on behalf of our partners. And you get that third-party validation on on your product or service. And I mean, you know the story; it just compounds, and mm-hmm. and people people are like, "That's the company that I need to use," mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So it's 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 an exciting time, um, and I think. Yeah, I think tools like LinkedIn and Sales Navigator has really made it easier for the decade of the ecosystem. <laughs> Indeed, I think it's 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 a fascinating place. It's a fascinating place to be. And before we kind of get down the the, the rabbit hole of the 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 ecosystem, because my brain is uh, is is going. Can we just take a step back and kind of help the audience who maybe this is a new concept to, this may well be a new concept sure. too, because I look at the narrative that started to happen. I've only really seen this come to come to fruition in the last six months where it's been talked about more broadly, even though you mentioned the likes of Microsoft and HP have been doing this co-sell concept for, um, for, for, for a while. Me- mechanically or technologically, what's actually kind of happening between two organizations because you mentioned this now enables you if i understood correctly and it's quite possible i haven't because i'm a a mere simpleton that you are able to connect sellers who are talking to the same prospect client and even see pipe pipeline as i understand that correctly as well because i'm just thinking in terms of the data sharing the conflicts of interest the how to how organizations get over 
that from right. a co-sell perspective or a partner perspective, notwithstanding then the, the flip side in terms of the um, the person on the receiving end, the, the client or the prospect and how that makes them, uh, I think, feel or the, the outcome of this kind of happening. So can we talk through kind of the mechanics sure. of how this all, all actually works? Sure. Um, so the the ecosystem and, and our product is all centered around a company and its customers. Yep. And every company is trying to solve challenges for their customers, right? But I, as one company, can't solve every single challenge. Mm-hmm. However, when I'm in um, with my customer, I'm hearing about several challenge challenges that are, you know, very closely related to what we do. And so in order to really keep a very sticky relationship with a customer, I want to be that trusted advisor that is bringing in the best of breed, either consulting firms, solutions, solution firms, you know, managed service providers, um, or technologies, technology partners that can go and help and solve. And I can build a stronger relationship with my customer. So this isn't about, you know, just horse trading. Um, This is about really benefiting the customer. The customer understands there is not one company that can solve all my problems, but I have a lot of, I have a lot of challenges Mm -hmm. and I need them to be solved. And I need that third party validation to really guide me to say, here's the best that is going to come to the table and we're going to, you know, solve this together. Mm -hmm. So this, this idea of data sharing, it's, it's happening constantly. It's happening on spreadsheets. It's happening manually in sales teams. It's happening um, inside the channel and partnerships teams. And um, that isn't a secure way Mm -hmm. to uh, do any type of sharing. So when companies use our solution, we're really connecting to a company's CRM system. We're pulling in their customers, their prospects. Um, But one thing we're not doing is we are not um, pulling in personal identifiable information Mm -hmm. around customers or prospects. Then they're they're able to invite their partner organizations to Mm -hmm. join them on PartnerTap. And those organizations can connect their CRM Mm -hmm. and each side decides what data do we want to actually share. And then when they actually share data, it's only a subset that is actually exposed. So maybe it's Here's where we have mutual customers. Mm-hmm. You have this customer, I have this customer, and we know together that this customer has these challenges and there's some cross-selling that we can do. But that cross-selling is really to benefit the customer, right? Yeah. It is about the customer. It's not about taking data and just throwing it over the fence. And, and it, it, it is about really solving for these deep, these deep challenges that, um, you know, these companies have to come together to solve. And the only way to do that at scale is through automation. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And, and then I guess the other piece is then set up a 
is responsible for that that account and seller B yes. over here is responsible for that account. Therefore, you two should be talking to each other and figure out right. what is best. Okay, cool. Right. Or, hey, here's where our teams are already working inside of accounts right now. And right. we don't know it, but we should okay. know it. And we should be talking to each other because our we have a stronger better together story, yeah. right? So you think about the companies that are going it alone and they don't have an ecosystem approach. Yeah. And then you have a company that's utilizing an ecosystem approach and I'm competing with this company, but I'm not competing with this company. I'm competing with six other companies together as a strong front. They are coming to the table with a much richer solution set than, yeah. than this company alone. So that's what we're talking about. And so, you know, the new seller is really going to have to be partner friendly. And this isn't um, an easy, this, this is hard for a, a, a hard for sellers, right? I mean, it was hard to make the shift into social selling. It still is yeah. hard, right? And now we're saying, okay, there is a better together story to solve this customer's challenges. And what that means is we have to work well inside of accounts together. And it's, it's a team sport and it's, it's, it's definitely, I mean, the best sellers have been doing this for years. Um, but now um, with, with the, the broader ecosystems, every seller is going to have to, be good at bringing partners in, working together, and really sol- building solutions for their customers with multiple companies at the table. It's difficult. It, it's definitely a an advanced sales skill. <laughs> and you, you've already kind of you've already touched on um, where I was going to go next uh, with this. And um, I always say when we were talking in the green room before we went live, this isn't live, I mean, it is live if you're listening to it, but we were talking about behavioral behavioral change and challenges and opportunities around any type of uh, technology implementation or, or tra- transformation. And you, you touched on that this requires different thinking and skill sets from uh, the, the sellers. So what, what have you seen working without giving away kind of trade secrets? Let's reframe, reframe the question. How does an organization start to bring this concept right. to, to, to bear, not only in their own organization, but then I guess they've got to bring the partner organization on that into that journey as well. And the third part, right. the wheel, the wheel, triangle, puzzle, pie, I don't know, um, is then how do you then go to market together in a way that makes sense of the, the, the prospect or the client? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is, this is one of the areas where, you know, the largest consulting firms are, you know, garnering quite a bit of money to go and train these organizations yeah. on how to partner together, how to sell together, how to develop and, hone a partner mindset inside of your sales organizations, because it isn't just, um, I'm going to dial for dollars or it's so much more. Um, And so inside a partner tap, we call this um, 
developing a partner mindset. And one of the things that we talk a lot about is, um, you know, you're building your sales funnel, but you're also building a partner funnel. So as a seller, when you're inside of mid-size to large-size organization, you have multiple partner companies you can go to market with. Mm -hmm. You should be weekly trying to meet with somebody inside of those organizations that overlaps your territory. You know, these sellers need to develop relationships. I'm not just going to bring somebody into my top account um, because they solve a customer problem if I don't know you personally. And so having to do those one-to-one relationships is is really hard. It takes a lot of time, but Mm -hmm. here's what you gain. So I'm building my partner funnel, I'm meeting with these people and I'm moving them down the funnel. So I'm, I've got, you know, brought, you know, filling it up and then I move it down and then, you know, I'm starting to get really trusted partners and really deeply understanding what are the things that you can help solve for my customers? Where are the gaps that um, I need filled inside of my process and how are we going to run these calls together? And then you start introducing them and, you know, partnerships is a lot of giving at first to then get a lot, but it is a lot of work. And so for some people, if they don't see the immediate gain and you know, this was social selling, (laughs) you don't see an immediate gain you're like, well, that doesn't work. But the the truth about it is that it is now something that you have to be, you know, it's a it's a weekly thing to go and and meet with new partners and then have, you know, some some strategic meetings with existing partners. Cause you can look at this partner not as just one account that you win, but they are the door to many accounts. Mm-hmm. So um that's, this is definitely um, something that is, is being talked about and taught inside of organizations. I mean, when I was um, inside of, of companies, the thing that they said about partners were they called it, you know, go out with your partners, chug and hug. Literally, there was a slide that said chug and hug. So we're just, we just go out to drinks and um, we hug it out and we're going to do business together. It's a lot deeper than that. Um, So, so the training around, uh, you know, this changing the mindset of sellers and really learning how that, how you team sell. um, This is the reason why it is so hard to scale this without technology, because I, as a seller, need to be meeting with tons of, of partner reps and really figuring out who can I truly sell with and refer? Who do I trust? Um, so yeah, number one thing here is, is trust, relationship building. And then, it, I mean, there's nothing like being in this market at the end of the year and getting your largest deals handed you handed to you on a plate from partners and that's what can happen people are not going to buy from somebody that just calls them up like those days are so over so 
we really have to be leveraging everything that's in our arsenal mm-hmm. and um, part, it's the decade of the ecosystem. And so there's going to be a big shift in, in how, how companies are, are training salespeople. And it's like, it's like we're connected. It's like I've got partner tap between my brain and your brain. That'd be a scary concept for you, certainly. Because um, <laughs> you kind of, so the training piece is kind of where you, I was going to go with this. This As you're talking and like my brain is going at 100 miles an hour, this feels like it could, maybe it already is, almost creating a net new sales function within organizations. You almost have that responsibility I guess for the partner tap ecosystem and they are building those relationships. And then you may have, you know, SDRs, AE, BDRs kind of below you and you orchestrate those people at the right time to, so they're focusing maybe still on the direct one, one to one, but it's multi-threading. I think LinkedIn refers, refers to it um, uh, as especially in your know, mid, mid to large size enterprise deals that you're doing. But I can kind of see that, you then have this this team that sits across everything, uses the you know the technology platform such as PartnerTap to have that insight, and they then start to kind of figure out where we need to start pointing strategically, because that makes sense for everyone in, in, involved. Yes, so um, they call those teams. I've I've heard them called so many different names, but partner enablement, uh, uh-huh. channel enablement, and Literally, it is a team of people that understand everybody that should be connected across Mm -hmm. organizations. And their job is literally to go and say, hey, you, Alexander, you have an account with Cassandra. You're both in it right now. Mm -hmm. Here's the benefits of Cassandra's organization. Here's the better together story. You guys need to meet and hopefully you kick off a great relationship. Um, and, and so, yes, there are teams. And what we've also seen is the SDR teams, the BDR teams um, now calling on partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they, you know, they're calling direct, but they're also calling on partners and building relationships with partners yeah. because, Hey, it's much easier to call into a referral than it is to call cold. So arming those BDR teams with the partner BDR teams mm-hmm. through that that partner enablement layer. layer. I mean, we've just seen such interesting things where um, they're they're calling on each other's um, calling on behalf of each other yeah. inside of their customer base. Um, and again, this is this is all on benefit for the customer, right? Because I'm feeling, filling a gap that you can't fill and we want to make that customer stickier. So, you know, for a technology firm and we can have, you know, multiple partners inside of an account, you know, and that partner hears, oh, so-and-so is going to term from my partner. Yeah. Like, if that customer never calls and says that they're leaving, you never have the chance to, you know, retain them. And so this isn't just about finding net new, this is about, you know, major retention step strategies. And sometimes the partners can really figure out 
you know, what is, what is truly wrong? Because maybe the customer isn't telling you directly that partner's hearing things that you're not hearing. And so you can now have a much better retention story for the customer. So. How, and so to, to that, to, to that point, and that's an interesting point I hadn't, I, I hadn't considered. It's a bit like what we do when we send an independent partner into a client relationship because the clients are more likely to open up to you as to what's going well and what's not going well. We maybe need to move right. some people, move some people around, but I think I know what the answer is going to um, to be. But how, how do you balance where a partner feels they're maybe so a client maybe feel they're saying something not in confidence, but they're saying something to organisation A over here about organisation B who are a partner that that then gets fed back and then and then the the, the the client goes well hang on a second I now know why this has happened because you've you've said that so they kind of see through they kind of see through what's what, what's happening so how how does one kind of balance that because I'm thinking if I kind of said something that oh right blah, blah, blah. so it's it's all about who in the organization is hearing the news and mm-hmm. then who in the organization is following up on the news. So if, if we have a solution like partner tap, that is not only connecting sales teams, but it's connecting SDR teams, it's connecting customer success teams. And I, as a seller on the partner side can message, a you know, a success person mm-hmm. on the, uh, you know, on the partner side and yeah. say, look, this is what's happening and this person, you know, knows this is a key account. They can pull in the right people, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have to expose that we got this information from the partner. Um, you know, it's, it's something where, I mean, I would think in a key account, you would want your CEO to join that call, or you would want your VP of customer mm-hmm. success or whomever inside of the organization to go out and show up and, and change, uh, what, you know, the trajectory and that can happen when we get the right teams together and we get the information early. So this is all about trying yeah. to get in the, the flow of information to support our, our customers, protect our base, gain that new base, and getting that information to the right people at the right times. And there's no way to do it um, in a manual environment because if I hit up a salesperson about an account that's potentially going to churn and that salesperson isn't compensated right? If they save an account, then nothing's going to happen, right? So this is where this ecosystem strategy of really interconnected partners can change the direction of an organization to really now you are a behemoth because even if you're a mid-sized company, you become a behemoth because you have all these companies around you listening, right? For or what's what's really going on inside of the customer and it comes back to skill set training 
it comes back to KPIs. So it's, it's, it's equipping people with, you don't now then pick up the phone and go, I heard you, you, you say this. No, the, no, the, no. the earlier that you, you get it, it's a well-placed piece of content. It's a well-placed, it's a well-placed uh, check-in call. But with that knowledge in the back of your mind that uh, we need to kind of steer it this way, because that's what's, um, uh, that's what's happening versus, um, to your point, well, if they're not incentivized to, to do it anymore, then, well, well they're not incentivized to, to save the account. And that's a whole separate conversation around how SDRs, AEs and BDRs are rewarded versus, versus customers' <laughs> success and so on and um, uh, and uh, and so forth. So moving moving forward then, why why now do you feel that this is starting to become something as it were a topic of conversation mm-hmm. teams being um created versus five years ago when actually the technology was there to be the the, the concept of co-selling was was there what what has been the kind of the the, the trigger point or the tipping point that this, this is now as you know you, you you saw early a market in its own right well there's a lot of things happening um you know, I, I talked about, you know, more and more companies are being born in the cloud. Companies are changing how they're, um, you know, going to market with their product and Mm -hmm. and how they're pricing things. They can't just sell a product and say, bye, have fun implementing that. It's like, they have to earn their customer month over month. Mm -hmm. So it's a different way. Um, and, and you need partners to, to help with that. But the, the, the other thing here is that, um, you know, the shift, the shift that, that we're seeing is, is, um, is it, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, we saw all these companies really connecting internal systems, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this like dawn of, the API and interconnectability yeah. inside of our organizations. And then we have this thing like GDPR, yeah. CCPA, mm-hmm. and actually, you know, um, sharing, mm-hmm. uh, sharing contact data. Um, it's made it really difficult now to, um, you know, go out and, yeah. and, you know, sell marketers can't market the way that they used to. And so you really need platforms that allow companies to securely share data, never share PII, um, and so that they can retain their customers, gain new customers, um, and, and market to those, to those customers. So it's, it's this tipping point of, you know, companies have have connected so many systems internally. It's like, well, why wouldn't we connect externally now? And, oh, by the way, there's all these compliance and regulations that are coming at us. How do we protect our data? Mm -hmm. Because sellers, sellers are going to share data. So I need to know what they're sharing. I need to be in control of the share. And, um, and so everything that's happening on our platform from what's shared um, and what's communicated, what's collaborated through the platform, all of that now is visible where before this was happening under the table, literally we would have, you know, lists of customers yeah. and it's like, here's the list. That's, 
that can't happen anymore. Yeah. It's not, you know, that is not legal. And if it's a list of contacts, well, there's, there's a major fine for that. Yeah. So now we have to, we just have to get better. We have to, you know, a customer is going to appreciate me coming with a solution that is going to solve a big problem for them. That's why companies buy, right? Yeah. One of the, one of the main reasons. So we have to be able to data share and we have to do it securely and companies need to know what's going out the door, what's ha- what, what's happening there. And there has to be trust at the top of the organization. Um, and, and then, you know, you're going to have a happier customer because a lot of their problems are going to be solved by you and your ecosystem. Indeed. Now, I hadn't even considered the risk perspective in terms of spreadsheets being, uh, you know, shared or WhatsApp chats happening and this and, and this and that. And um, you'll be darn sure that breaches every organization's uh, data privacy policy, both internally and what you agree with um, uh, with an organization. So for anybody uh, listening who is thinking, because I'm just reflecting on your, your earlier comments around this takes time right but it requires an investment so anybody that's thinking about they're listening to this and they're thinking actually this is something we should be we should be investigating or we should be doing what advice would you have for them to start that conversation internally with their with their stakeholders um who may not be aware of this technology or even consider this as a route to 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 market through that part that part of perspective what what advice would you or can you offer someone to kind of start those conversations number one Everybody can set up a, a free account. Okay. Um, so there is a free version of Partner Tap, and that's like our trial version, mm-hmm. a trial that never ends for, for some companies. Um, and then number two, right now, I mean, everybody is trying to figure out where do we generate, how do we generate net new logos? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we retain? How do we generate net new logos? And I would say, you know, if you're a seller inside of an organization, I mean, this, this is exactly how you generate net new logos. We've seen so many companies just say, you know what, I'm going to share my prospect accounts Mm -hmm. with our channel partners. And I want to understand where they have customers that they can go sell our product. Um, And, and that's one of the areas we see. So right now, in Q4, it's about net new logos, yeah. and this is a huge flywheel, and it's so fast to get set up and and start start partnering. Awesome! Well, there you hear it. Stop, start partnering, as Cassandra um, uh, says. Well, I'm very conscious that you're about to start your um, uh, your day, and I'm not quite at the end of my day. There, a few more meetings to to go, and then uh, bed and bath time for Max and Olivia, which is always uh, always fun. Where can people, I love them dearly, where can people uh, find you, Cassandra? Where can they go and learn more about um, uh, what Partner Tap does? And, yeah, what Partner Tap does, Queen's English, sorry, King's English. Oh, there's a Freudian slip there. Um, in terms of, uh, I'll just be quiet. Where can people find stuff? <laughs> um, so on our website, partnertap.com, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Cassandra Golston, very active there. Um, and also our company page on LinkedIn. I'll put all the links down um, here and they'll be in the body of the um, uh, the podcast, whatever platform you are uh, listening to. Uh, I strongly recommend that you go and have a look and investigate and consider whether this is the right route uh, for you because it may well be 
an avenue for new opportunity, new clients, new pipeline, and new relationships and new connections across your uh, your ecosystems. Uh, Cassandra, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, joining me as uh, a guest today. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. And for those that are listening, you know what to do if you want to be on this podcast. Hit me up if you know one of the people that you want to recommend. Fly me, Alexander. Get a grip. If you want to recommend people to be on the podcast, you know what to do. But as ever, thank you so much for um, uh, for listening. And who knows, as I'm recording this, because I know when this is going to go uh, out, maybe, Cassandra, just maybe, this episode tips me over the 10,000 download mark. We shall see. Thanks, everyone. 10K. Yeah, yeah. 10K. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I climbed a 14,000-foot mountain a couple weeks ago, so we'll get there. We'll get there. There we go. (laughs) Sandra, thank you.